whether you're at the end of your rope or feel trapped in a situation that is holding you back, I'm here to help you fix and rise above. You're not alone. Hi, I'm Christine Kozachuk, and I've been exactly where you are. I went from a life of poverty and abuse to success in business and life. Through my own self-discovery, I learned that the key to overcoming tough obstacles is to start with yourself. What is it that's holding you back from your true magnificence? What thoughts are swirling around your head that cause doubt and prevent you from moving forward? Let me join you in your journey to discover your truth and find solutions to help you live the life you deserve. Visit my website, fixandrise.com, and let's do this together. Welcome to Women Who Triumph. On today's show, we have Trianda Towns. Trianda, welcome to Women Who Triumph. And I am so excited for the listeners to hear your story today because you have such a powerful story. So share with us today of, you know, what it is that you had to go through to be the successful woman that you are today. First of all, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to have the privilege to be able to share my story. Um, I've hidden from myself and, and my story for years now, um, and it's because I, I prided myself and overcoming what everyone else deemed as a failure, and that was becoming a mom mm-hmm. as a teenager um, and, and moving past the stereotype that I was going to fail and that I would not be anything and that I would not accomplish anything um, to to making it, being successful, um, being the one that changed the world and, and conquered everything on behalf of my family. Um, that firstborn changed my whole life around and gave me the whole strength that I needed to great traditions and, and the routine of young parenting, no education, being in abusive marriages, just settling for life, to becoming a, a pusher for dreams and, and an open home for those that's been broken and thrown away. So one day, getting a call that that very life had been ended at the hands of others, that she too saw hope in that everyone else Mm. Oh my goodness. Now, um, you know, in, in the pre-interview that, you know, I had, you know, asked certain questions, it, you know, it states here that you'd also taken on her five children. Yeah. Mm. Goodness. Now, yeah. now if I can go back, how old were you when you gave birth to your daughter? I'm 16. 16. Yeah. Okay. Because you and I have, it sounds like you and I have kind of a similar story, you know, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, like myself, you think that you're the only person that's ever went through this, but we're not. Um, So this, we have a similar story of, you know, the teenage part of having a child at birth, but I just can't even 
grasped it, grasped it in my head of losing my old, my first son, my, you know, my oldest son. I just can't even. So tell the, uh, you know, tell the listeners today, of, you know, how you dealt with that, how you dealt with the, you, you know, that, and then how you dealt with, you know, raising five children of hers. It hasn't been easy, and I, I promise you it has not been of my own doing. Um, it has been by grace and mercy um, in itself um, because up until three years ago, I still walked around in, in remote um, shock, just trying to survive, just trying to make sure everyone stayed together, trying to make sure that the system didn't come in and, and tear them apart and further ruin their life and not only the five children that was left behind um, they will no longer be their mother but also their father is no longer going, going to be a part of their lives because he was involved with their friends mm-hmm. that brought this horrid circumstance on our family um, but to also stand strong for her siblings that was counting on the day that they grew up and big sister grew up and they get to have all the experiences that the younger sister had with the big sister, right? Transitioning into the dances and the first dates and those conversations about the boyfriends and probably sneaking off to the first club experience. They don't have, they didn't have that anymore. Um, mm. Their sister went away to, to look at an apartment to, transition into a complete independence with her family to never seeing her again, never having an opportunity to say goodbye. And so with that, um, I was in survival mode for them um, and their safety. And I was determined not to be defeated by despair, unbeknownst to me. I was operating in despair, but I didn't want that to win. Um, I'm grateful for the faith that I had because that also kept me. Because no matter what everyone tried to say, and you know, sometimes um, religion gets people programmed into these cliches that I don't think they ever think about. They just say them like, oh, heaven has another angel. Oh, we all have a number, and it was just a time. Oh, you know, and all those things is no. I refuse to believe that a creator that has created this earth and created us as a being so intricately and perfect will have to go through all of those channels to take a life when it only takes a finger of a snap. So with that, I stood my ground that that was not uh, a great creator. That was not of God. That was something of evil, and he will not win. And so with that, I knew my heart was under attack. And I, I, I didn't, I fought, and I fought, and I still fight daily to continue to be an example of compassion and love after going through 10 years or more of being free from bitterness and hatred from all the awful things that I've been done to me. So I've mm-hmm. overcome some things before, not knowing that that was the 
set up to prepare me for this other thing that I would have never imagined. Right. Yeah. You know, God, God gives us, you know, um, trials and tribulations prior to, you know, other things that we need to go through to be able to, you know, to go through that trial and tribulation that he has for us in, uh, on that. Now you describe yourself as resilient and I can absolutely see why you describe yourself, you know, as resilient. Now, my next question for you is if you were looking in the mirror, at yourself, at your younger self, what would you tell your younger self? My younger self, how interesting that is, because not too long ago I was asked the same thing. And in that, um, I was asked to write a letter. And if it's okay, I would like to share a brief letter um, okay. that I wrote to my younger self. And it goes, hello, little princess. This is the queen calling. It is so great to see that you have matured into your crown. As I sit here and reflect on the days of tears and sorrows that you have faced often, those reflections of how those tears would leave you so weak and questionable of your worth, I see you now and smile at how you have used those tears to quench your thirst for the things and dreams bigger than you. I am proud of the way you have allowed your ballerina shoes to dance and swore you through those tight situations. There were situations that were established to squeeze life and light from you. How amazing it was to see how you have turned and learned over time to use your voice to bring forth light on those dark, dark days and nights. Guess what, Princess? I remember how disappointed you were to hear that your vision to be a psychological practitioner and healer of the mind was impossible. Well, look into the mirror, sweetheart. You have done it. You have stood firm within your desires to trust the one within whom created all things. It has brought you to the day of seeing your vision come alive, and you are standing so tall and beautiful, just like I imagined you could during those times you were beaten down. And those awful words of, you are nothing, you will never be anything. The repeated slaps in the face that left handprints and a muffled hearing from being hit upside the head repeatedly. As cruel as it was to make you sit in isolation from sun up to sundown in the name of punishment, as they were pointing you to keep their secrets from disgusting predatory victimization. They didn't know that you were made from a different cloth, and what was being done to you provided the vehicle to usher you into fervent prayer that opened the door for your escape. How beautiful is the melody from heaven that you have tapped into. Now, you understand why David danced with Henry and Freedy. You discover that a place from which you were created from, that place of purity and spiritual soundness. Look at you, princess, how you shine with glory from above. The jewels within our crown have no match for the sparkle you carry. Welcome home. Oh, my goodness. I love you, beautiful. The queen within. Mm. That just... That is so heartfelt, Trayonda. I mean, just, uh, just when my listeners start listening to this, they're just going to have to have tissues. That's all I'm going to say, tissues. Um, Trayonda, that, I, I'm sort of just trying to get over that. That is absolutely a beautiful letter to yourself. I absolutely love it. I mean, and, you know, I wish that, you know, other people would write more letters to themselves. Um, 
I have a, a book that's getting ready. I have a book launch. It's called Letters of Love. And it was actually, I wrote it with other authors called Letters of Love. And I would actually like for you to be in my next book, um, the volume two of Letters of Love to Women. And the Letters of Love to Women, I actually, um, it was something when my grandmother had passed back in 2012 that I wish every day, like you do your daughter, that I can actually pick up that phone or I can see her and, and tell her how much I love her. And in, and to, in today's society, because it's so technology that we actually forget and so high speed that we forget to actually tell people how much we do love them. And for for you to do that, that to me is actually telling yourself of how much you love yourself. And I would, love, all of that. Mm-hmm. I would love that letter to be in the next book, my next book. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, would love for that. Yeah, letter. And uh, for my letters of love, you know, uh, I actually wrote, I didn't write myself one, but I'm going to in one of my other ones. But I wrote it, you know, one to my grandmother that was this in heaven. And I want, wrote one to my mother, daughter, and granddaughter. Okay. So, you know, your choice of, you know, who you want to write it to, you know, that one to yourself. And, you know, like for me, I only have one granddaughter, but I know one lady, she has like five granddaughters and she kind of took that one letter and kind of, you know, chapter and wrote it about them, of you know, their letter, her letter to love to them, something that they can cherish and keep forever. But Triana, we are need to go to a quick commercial break. And when we return, we are going to talk about your foundation and your book that you have out. Um, and then we're going to learn a few fun facts about you. Okay. All right. champions we are leaders of our world we will never never stop we stand through the fight till it's over we are winners we are no losers women who triumph can never give it up women who triumph will rise up when they fall Whether you're at the end of your rope or feel trapped in a situation that is holding you back, I'm here to help you fix and rise above. You're not alone. Hi, I'm Christine Kozachuk and I've been exactly where you are. I went from a life of poverty and abuse to success in business and life. Through my own self-discovery, I learned that the key to overcoming tough obstacles is to start with yourself. What is it that's holding you back from your true magnificence? What thoughts are swirling around your head that cause doubt and prevent you from moving forward? Let me join you in your journey to discover your truth and find solutions to help you live the life you deserve. Visit my website, fixandrise.com, and let's do this together.
Welcome back to Women Who Triumph. On today's show, we have been speaking to Trianda Towns. She's been talking about the murder of her firstborn and the, her firstborn's five children that she's take, had to take care of. And if you were listening earlier um, to her, her letter to her, if she was looking in the mirror, what would she say to herself? And, you know, I was telling her on commercial break, I couldn't find my tissues fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, but thank you so much for sharing that. But now what we, I want to go into is your foundation, your foundation um, um, that you have. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, um, the foundation is honored in honor of my deceased daughter, um, the Janae V. Towns Foundation. Um, Janae was just awesome. Um, she had a heart just big and she wanted everyone to experience um, the safety and, and the, the comfort and the freedom that she had to be herself and to express herself. Because, you know, we I come from a generation that you was not able to share or express how you feel. And mm-hmm. so I always left room for my children to be able to share how they felt and to express it with respect. But it was, sometimes it was harsh, and as parents, you know, there's things we don't want to hear. But it, it, it left room for healing for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, even as we've grown up to be adults, there's still sometimes some healing we need because we were pushed to operate out of behaviors that was forced on us. And so with that, Janae often brought home um, friends and those she had just met. Uh, that had nowhere to go, that was broken, that um, couldn't go home um, because there was um, battle with um, substance issues within a home or um, the child had had uh, fallen out with the mother because the mom didn't believe that the move-in boyfriend was trying to um, force themselves on them or young people uh, were sleeping in hallways because they had given up and um, schools had given up on them and the system had given up on them. And so our home was always a safe space. And even, you know, whole families um, also. But, you know, I always wanted to provide that place where young girls could be safe. Um, Mm -hmm. And so in that, the foundation was created to provide that place. After this current situation was forced upon us, um, and it became an epidemic, as you know, nationally, but especially in the big city here, um, it has been deemed an epidemic. There's no resources, or there were hardly any resources at that time. Mm. There have been some resources, but they mainly focus on parents, and a lot of this focus support groups where you read traumatized over and over again telling the story. And they have events around the holidays and things, but the parents are offered a space to process, but the young people just said that. Mm-hmm. Just lost and bewildered and trying to survive and, 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 and live up to expectation that they should be normal, do perfect in school, participate in sports, but they have a story that no one is listening. Right. Their heart broken. Their sibling is taken away from us. So part of our work is providing non-traditional safe spaces for healing mm. um, for for the siblings and peers of those that have lost loved ones. Love us. 
I absolutely love that. Now, and, and what everyone the- doesn't like sitting in a group, and so that cannot be performed through music, through writing, through creating hand or art, things like that. What is the name of the foundation? The Janae V. Pound Foundation. Okay. You may see the JVC Foundation. Okay, great. Now, um, let's go into a little bit about your book and tell us a little bit about your book that you have. My book, um, well, the book that I am in, I am a co-author with other, um, there's, there's other authors that share their stories of loss. Um, there's a variety of stories of loss um, from parents, um, the children, marriage, young, young ladies felt about how she lost herself. My character is called My Pieces. Um, that was the nickname that my grandmother gave to my daughter. She named mm-hmm. all this in some type of plant of food. <laughs> I guess that was her uh, Native American tradition um, that they honor our nature. Um, and so it's called My Pieces, and it's called The Morning After. From grief mm-hmm. to party, and we talk about mornings as M O U R N I C S. And I share my journey on the deep dark side that no one knew um, that I was um, experiencing um, as I was going through this process, um, and how I, I utilize the desire to have answers, and I reach back into the community to see how society has failed, how I have failed, not recognizing the hopelessness that had overcame our young people to the point where they had no confidence of taking another life. And so the chapter talks about the different stages. They talk about different stages, but they can come anywhere. So I go from, you know, the, the day of the call and the process to um, accepting to uh, forgiving and to um, what that looks like. And it gives examples of um, questions of to help one recognize um, those areas to trigger thoughts of how they can feel or be used. And it gives different um, methods that you could use to mm-hmm. bring healing into one. Um, and that was that's the beginning. Um, there's a whole book that will come, but this chapter was the door opener to that final level of really saying it's okay. Right. It's okay now, now, if the listeners are listening today and they want to, you know, get a hold of you with the about for the book, how would they get a hold of you? Get a hold to me um, by either visiting the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the JVC Foundation 24, or facebook.com Glory Cloud ENT. There's also um, www.paypalme.com forward slash Glory Cloud ENT INC. And in the notes, this include um, the mornings after. The morning after. Absolutely love that. So um, we are going to go to a few. We're going to learn a few fun facts about you. Um, 
and you know, just a couple of questions I'll ask you and then we'll close. Um, what is, uh, who do you most admire? Who do I most admire? My grandmother. Oh, I my, love it. And why? My grandmother, she was a quiet woman and she was a big woman. But she was gentle. Mm. And I say that because she didn't give forth a lot of verbalization to the negative things that I know that she dealt with, the abuse she dealt with, the hardship. She had nine children that she ended up raising alone. Um, but one thing that I know that she was powerful in was that I always saw her praying. And it wasn't a small prayer. I mean, it wasn't a short prayer. It would be prayers where it's like, okay, Grandma, you're like, what's going, you know, what are you doing down there? You know, are you coming up? Yeah. Until she felt something happen. Oh, that's and that's that's wonderful. And you knew something happened when the when the moan came <laughs> and the hymnal came and. Oh, to worship and song. It's like, okay. Yeah, she yeah. wasn't getting up until she felt it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. The next question that I have for you um, is what was your childhood hobby? I used to make um, paper dolls. Oh, paper dolls. Just out of notebook paper. I mean, I would create a whole village. Wow, <laughs> that's paper cool. Dolls. <laughs> yes. Paper dolls. Um, paper dolls and reading. I remember paper doing dolls. the paper. I remember doing the paper, you know, dolls, like making the snor- snowflakes things. Yeah, I remember <laughs> those. <laughs> I made the people, the furniture, the house, all of those things. And it was a way to just okay. Uh, my my last question my last question to you is I hope to learn what the question was I hope to I hope to learn what would you hope to learn I hope to learn um, I hope to learn to be more patient or continue to be more patient with myself. Uh, That's a great one. That is absolutely right. Well, Triyanda, thank you so much for sharing your story today. And I so look forward to, you know, you've been in my book, Letters of Love, first of all. I'm I'm, I'm glad that you accepted that because you're going to, uh, you're going to love it, first of all, and it's going to be such a healing for you also. So I'm really excited for you to be in that book. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing what 2019 brings for you. So, again, thank you so much for sharing your story and, uh, you know, and um, look forward to meeting you soon. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your patience with me. and Thank you for your heart and what you do. Thank you.